Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Today we conclude Pastor Brett's message from Luke. Another thing I want to draw to your attention is that the Pharisees and the crowds and the people in that day, they were eyewitnesses to this teaching. At the same time, they had a limited amount of revelation about who Jesus really was. I mean, they saw some miracles and whatnot, but they didn't have the full picture. They didn't really know yet. Some of them might not have even witnessed the resurrection. So today, church, we have more revelation than they did. We have more access to God's word through technology like this, through apps on our phone, through programs and software and all sorts of resources. We have more access to understanding the Bible than at any point in any time in history. And so I just have to ask, how much more do you think we will be condemned if we have access to such great resources about the revelation of God and we choose to reject him? And let's be honest. We all deserve to be condemned for our sin. Because Romans 3.23 says, For all have fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 1 talks about how there's not even one person who seeks for God. There's no one that's righteous. No, not one. And Isaiah even talks about, like Pastor Mike mentioned last week, that even our best good moral deeds are like filthy rags to a holy God. There's nothing that you could do in and of yourself to make God go, Wow! That guy, that gal is amazing. There's nothing you could do apart from him in that way. But here's the good news, that Jesus is greater because he left the comforts of heaven to live and embrace a life of sorrows and suffering so that you and me could be reconciled to this God and have a a new life being made alive in Christ. That's good news, church. Jesus truly is greater than anything you could imagine. 1 Peter 2.10 says that once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Church, we have been shown so much mercy in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. That is a gift. It's been unearned. It's not deserved. There's nothing we could have done. What a gift of God's grace. And Jesus is greater Because he came in the flesh. He came to the earth. He lived the life that you and I could never live. He died the death that you and I deserved. He paid for every sin that we have and ever will commit. He paid for it with his own blood, his own broken body. Sin was ugly, but his sacrifice was beautiful. See, Jesus is greater because his perfect life was the perfect and atoning sacrifice that justifies us before God. Jesus is greater because he came as a servant, not to be served. And so as you're hearing this today, we've, t- we've, we've talked about a lot of things. But at the end of the day, what I want you to hear is that Jesus is greater than anyone or anything. And how you respond to him eternally matters. And so if you are watching this today, and you are not a follower of Jesus Christ, This passage that we've just looked at was very clear. Jesus was very candid in what he said to that generation in that time, that they were evil for just wanting to see a sign without any belief, trust, faith, or repentance. And so just as Jesus was very candid in his comments to his generation, I'm going to be very candid with you right now in this generation, is that if you're hearing this, 
and you have not repented of your sinfulness and your rebellion against a perfect God, you stand right now condemned. You stand in a place of condemnation. And if you do not turn from that place and that posture of unbelief, you will face the eternal consequences in hell. Now that's not fun to talk about. It's not easy to say, but it is the truth that has been revealed to us in God's word. And I plead with you and I beg you to consider the truth of Jesus Christ, to consider that what he did for you when you did not deserve it, I did not deserve it. It's been a gift. I pray that the Holy Spirit would soften your heart today, that you would hear from him very clearly that you have sinned, but that sin can be forgiven and wiped away white as snow. The blood of Jesus can cover those sins, but it's only possible through a relationship with Jesus Christ where you repent of those sins, you trust in his finished work, and you believe that he is who he says he is, and that you confess with your whole life that you will follow him every moment of every day until he comes again. That is how that works. So today, in the midst of very uncertain times, I want to encourage you and remind you that there are no excuses to say you didn't know. There's no excuses to say you haven't heard. You've heard this sermon. You have unlimited access to the internet, to resources, to people like me, to pastors and churches everywhere, to family members that might know the Lord. Please don't exchange the glory of God and the glory of the gospel for temporal, earthly little trinkets and temporary pleasures. They do not satisfy and they will not eternally keep you secure. Admit, believe, and confess. I think again, Jesus is greater than anyone or anything. Therefore, he demands a right response and a right action from you. And for a believer, the very core aspect of being a disciple of Jesus is to hear from him through his word and to do what he says, whatever it might be. And so we need to know how to listen and we need to know how to obey. But I also want to remind you and give you a a warning and a caution maybe with a couple verses right before our passage today. It's going to be up on the screen, but it's Luke 11, 27 and 28. And I want to read this again for you. And I want to point out something, a couple things before we close here today. Verse 27 and 28 of chapter 11 says this. And as he said these things, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast at which you nursed. Verse 28, but he, meaning Jesus, said, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Now, the key implication in this passage is that this lady is clearly missing the point, right? She's saying, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast that nursed you. Uh, She's worshiping Mary and saying, wow, she's amazing. She's so great. And Jesus very quickly says, no, 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 blessed rather than that. And I'm sure that's good. And there's nothing against Jesus, his mom. He says, rather blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. So you see, she was completely distracted for whatever reason by a peripheral issue. A peripheral issue meaning not the main thing. And I think a lot of times as Christians, it's very easy for us to be sidetracked, distracted, and even enamored with, not the main thing. And I want to encourage you, church, don't miss the point of living the Christian life. It's all about Jesus. Everything is about him. He is the main point. There's nothing more. There's nothing greater than him. Therefore, 
We need to listen to him, submit to him, follow him, and obey him in all things. And this leads us to another timeless principle. Because Jesus is greater than anything or anyone, the only appropriate response to him is to hear from him and obey him. If he really has the authority that we say that he does and we know that he does, yet we don't obey him and we don't submit to him, we don't listen to him, what kind of disciple is that? To call him master, yet to live in complete and utter disobedience. That doesn't make sense. So church, don't major on the minors. Don't worship things that are about Jesus. Worship Jesus. Don't worship the promises of God. Worship God. These subtle distinctions, I think, will help us stay focused on Christ. Pursue Jesus more to just simply be with him, not what he can do for you. Again, notice in this last verse uh, what Jesus describes as a blessed person. And I've got three things here to remind you and also give you application questions as you go this week. I want you to really spend some time thinking about these things. Replay this part of the video. Ask them to yourself. Bring them up in your small groups or the Bible studies that you meet with. Really process these things. Jesus, out of this one statement, I think there's three things that we can see that we can define as a blessed person. And here they are. A blessed person is a repentant person. And so a couple questions to meditate on this week are this is that does confession and repentance characterize your relationship with Jesus? Do you ever feel broken over your own sinfulness? Those are some words and some things that you can meditate on as you seek to be a repentant person. A second blessed aspect is to be a blessed person is to be an obedient person. Does obedience truly mark your relationship with Christ? When you hear him, do you say, yes, Lord, or do you say, well, but, but, but Jesus, I, 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 no. Are you obedient? You and I both know this. If, if you have kids, I do, I have two kids, that delayed obedience is disobedience. It doesn't do any good to say, well, I'll do that, Dad, but I'm going to do it in four hours from now. <laughs> when the point was to do it now. Delayed obedience is disobedience. How are you doing with that? Does Jesus truly Call all the shots in your life. What areas of your life need to be brought back into submission to his rule and to his reign? I know that question pierces me every time because there's always something that drifts and seems to want to go another direction. And I need to, through the power of the Spirit, through the revelation of God's word, bring those areas into submission to Christ. Lay those at his feet. Confess those things. Repent of those things. Put boundaries in place. Get accountability partners in my life. Do whatever it takes to bring areas in my life into submission to his rule and to his reign. And last and thirdly, a blessed person is a responsive person. Are you pursuing a relationship with Jesus through regular time in his word. You see, we, we can't respond to him if we aren't listening to him. And if we're not listening to him, we can't hear him. If we can't hear him, then we can't obey him. So there's a lot of steps, church, that very simply can be solved by us putting our time and our effort and our energy into sitting at his feet, meditating on God's word, reading it, listening to it, uh, studying it, memorizing it, sharing it with others. Soaking our lives in God's word will radically transform us from the inside out to be more like Christ and to be responsive when his spirit speaks. When you read his word, do you actually respond and apply it? 
Again, it's the, Howard Hendricks once said that the Bible was not written to satisfy your curiosity. It was not written to make you a smarter sinner. The word of God was written to transform your life. And if you never apply the truth of God's word to your actual life, it will not change your life. You can spend 45 years studying the Bible, knowing the Greek, writing the Hebrew, knowing every nuance of every story. But if you never apply that truth to your real life today, it will not transform you. In fact, you'll be stuck in a spiritual infant state that whole time. And so I want to encourage and challenge you. Don't just read it. Read it, study it appropriately so that you can apply the truth to your life and let it change you from the inside out. And when it comes to your relationship with Jesus, I want to encourage you, are you more passive or are you proactive? I want to encourage you to be proactive this week. Jesus is greater than anyone, than anything. And he demands a right response from you and from me. Whether that be a small sin thing that we struggle with, whether that be intentionality with our coworkers, whether it's evangelistic fervor, whatever it might be, he's speaking to you today through the power of his spirit, through the power of his word. And I want to ask you, what are you going to do with this sermon when it's over? I pray that we would worship Jesus, not only with our lips, but also with our lives this week. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission. On Mission.